the Anything But Quiet Time podcast at HopeOnDemand.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is what you have tuned in. Woo! And by the way, other amazing people like Kim Weir and their podcast, like uh, hers is called The Art of Friendship. Yeah, and she does a great job. Bill Ingram does one called Welcome to Texas. That's right. If you're a Texas uh, fiend, then you would love that one. But even if you're not, you're like, what's all about this Texas? Why is it that that state is so gung-ho on itself? We, we were just talking about how the Texan state pride, and we, we had to realize, because that's where we live, but everybody's proud of where they're from. Oh, yeah. I think Texans are just have loud personalities. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know? bigger in Texas. And and everything is bigger than t- in Texas, quite literally the state. And, and Well, and because it's so expansive. Yeah. I think you were sharing a stat with me one day where it takes longer to drive from one point in Texas. Yeah. To an, do you remember yeah, what Yeah, this it is it. Ready? We live in Houston. Mm-hmm. And it takes longer to drive from Houston to El Paso, which is also in Texas, than it does to drive from El Paso to Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. That's... That's uh-huh. crazy. So that's why we we have to say things bigger, because we're so far away from each other. Yes. <laughs> that's why we got to be loud, a little louder, right? A little louder. You know, we one thing that um, struck me this week as we compare states, compare places we live, comparison is is um, the thief of joy, mm. but it's just prevalent in our culture, and yeah. it's hard to not go there with even the people that we love. Comparison has been something since the beginning of time that has taken place. Cain and Abel? Oh, I'm thinking Adam and Eve. Okay, okay. If Eve had not been curious about comparison, then she would have never been curious about being, quote, like God, which is what the snake told her she would be. That is very true. That is very true. It's, it's just been around for a real long time. Well, I guess Satan is did, did that, comparing himself to God. Yeah, and that got him kicked out of heaven. Yeah, uh, because of pride, and so yeah, it comes from a place of pride, and uh, it's a natural thing. So it's not like meant for you to go, oh, man. Then I'm a horrible person. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doomed. Well, that's what grace is all about. It's supposed to help us lead lead us away from that place of constant. I'm not good enough. Or hey, I, I was watching this movie the other day. It's called The Mirror Has Two Faces. It's an older film, Barbara Streisand directed. And she is this person who blossoms into a lovely human being. But she goes from a dowdy teacher to somebody who uh, works out. She loses a little bit of weight. She puts on some makeup. She gets her hair done. Now she's this beautiful person, according to the worldly standards. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And her sister says, now you're one of us. Now, when you walk into a room, you are not just going to enjoy walking into the room like you used to. You're going to be surveying to see who looks better than you do. And if nobody does, then you'll feel feel okay about yourself. Mm. It was like, wow. It's a hard way to live. Yeah. But I think it, to some degree, we all do yeah. that. Yeah. No, that is very true. With whatever it is. It may not be about looks. It may be something else. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember when I was in, so I have this friend named Matthew. And I may have shared this before. In second grade, he came to my school. We became really great friends. And even up through middle school and high school, um, if he was good at something, I think he was good at art. And I was like, okay, that's great. You know, I'm not good at art. So it's like, you, man, I'll be his biggest cheerleader. Yeah. But if we were good at the same thing, yeah. I got really competitive. Sure. And that was just the first, I kind of do that in general, but that's the first person I really remember like, whoa, I'm in a way, rooting for him to fail Mm. or at least get second, right? And as Ricky Bobby, the theologian, once said, (laughs) if you're not first, you're last. 
Um, Thank you for that. That was Bobby. That was Will Ferrell. Uh, Will Ferrell's <laughs> character. Um, and so that was, I think, when that started to to take place. And then you you would see whether the teacher complimented him or I, or whether the fellow student complimented him or I. Mm -hmm. You kind of live off of that. And you get to a point sometimes, um, and this is this is so good, I think, for for kids in any activity that they, they especially tell high school seniors this. You will now be going to a place where you're probably not going to be the best at what you're the best at mm -hmm. right now. You're the best basketball player in uh, in your uh, high school or maybe even in the state. You're a big fish in a little pond. But all of a sudden, you go play basketball at North Carolina or Gonzaga or wherever, and you might be riding the bench, right? Mm -hmm. And so then that all of a sudden warps your mind into now you have zero confidence, mm -hmm. potentially, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's why it, we can't look at our identity as the things that we do. Exactly. Otherwise, you will all of a sudden meet somebody that's better looking or better at it than you are. And I've asked that question multiple times. How do they seem to have it all together? Hmm. It's not just in this aspect of, let's say, work, but it's also family and finances and health. And like, how on earth, like, do they just not sleep? <laughs> like, what are they doing? And I, I heard a very successful businesswoman doing a commencement speech, which is a great comparison. is a great thing to talk about uh, at a commencement, as we stated, you know, with the high school seniors. And she said, people ask me all the time, how do you do it all? And she said, I'm going to tell you my secret. I don't. <laughs> Good for her. Because when I'm killing yeah. it at work yeah. and, it, you know, speaking at a conference, accepting an award, yeah. I've missed something at home. Yes. And when I miss something, at, when I'm doing something at home, swim lesson, softball practice, whatever, just family time, mm -hmm. I probably like missing out on work. And you like, there's a trade off. There, mm -hmm. there just is with life. And what I think the big culprit has been over the past 10, 15 years is social media. You, oh, yeah. You see people's highlights and you don't see their struggles behind the curtain that we all have. That's why the assumption got made in the first place about this woman. How do you do it all and keep it all together? Because we've only seen the, the, the images on social media. Yeah. And that's probably because she has people to help her know what to post, mm -hmm. when to post and why. And and the, let's let's look at what you're going to say before you say it. We're going to go over it with a fine tooth comb, make sure we're not offending anybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, and clearly there are celebrities who don't care and they just put out whatever. <laughs> well, there's that too. Yes. <laughs> but I do appreciate people when they're transparent. Yeah. And I I'm, feel like I'm seeing a little bit more of that. I think that you need to do it in doses. I think you don't necessarily just go out there and because that can become its own form of pride, I think. Mm hmm. Uh, when you become so transparent that you put out everything, then you start to compare yourselves to others who maybe are more guarded. Oh, oh yeah. And then true. you accuse them of being fake and phony. Well, there is so, a, it's a hard line when somebody asks you how you are at even church and you cover it up constantly by saying, fine, good, everything's yeah, good. Thanks. And it's not. Yeah. But there's also like, you don't want to, hey, how's it going? Terrible. Yeah. Like it, it's hard to, but I think that's why it's so important with the the small group aspect, close friends aspect, certainly family aspect, yeah. to be able to have people to well, let's sit down, let's go to coffee, let's go to dinner, let's openly talk about, let's cry together. But I think in passing, you know, that's where it can be difficult to. What do I share? <laughs> and if you found, I think, 
if you found out in your own life, I mean, certainly Carter and I have a bit of a platform with this podcast and we do a radio show as well. So we have an opportunity to be more transparent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps that's where God has led you in, in a ministry way so that you have more of an audience than just a small tight group of friends that can be of of benefit. Mis, uh, I'm going to say the word wrong. Ministerially, is that a word? I don't admit, know. A benefit in ministry is what I should have just said okay. in the first place. I'm impressed if it uh, is. Let me be tr- transparent about my lack of, of <laughs> proper vocabulary. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, it's it's one of those things where you just have to, to continually balance it out with Jesus. There will be opportunities for you to stand on the steps of the temple like Peter did and declare after they had this Holy Spirit revival moment in the upper room in Acts chapter 2 the goodness of God and who Jesus was and is and that he's coming back. And then there's going to be those more intimate moments where he goes into a closed door setting and he raises um, the dead to life, woman of Tabitha, right? And it it wasn't for a lot of people to witness. It was just the the few gathered in the room. So there's a, there's a time and place for everything potentially. Well, and you, I liked what you said on our show this week about, because you love Matthew six thirty three. Yeah. Where if we, instead of comparison yeah. and looking at myself or somebody else, if we keep our eyes focused on on Jesus. You seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to you. All of this will be taken care of. And Jesus always did that. He kept his eyes on the prize because otherwise he would have probably not, he would have been guilty of sin. I'm pretty sure. If if he had Allowed had himself pride. distracted. Yeah, to get distracted, to start doing the comparison thing. He knew what his mission was. Yeah. And he kept to it. He could, I mean, I'm sure his disciples, because they knew that he was the Messiah, wanted him to go global, right? Yeah. This is the Messiah. Come up, come one and all, you know, get, you know, <laughs> the ringmaster is yeah. there to show off. Yeah. I'm sure they had That's how they felt. Barnum and Bailey ready to go. They for were that, ready right? to go. Yeah. Let's of get course. the elephants out. Yeah. And Jesus had a different goal in mind. Mm-hmm. And he did speak to crowds, but he also, it was a very small area. When you look at where he traveled, it was very just right here in the uh, Galilee area. And then he went down into Jerusalem sometimes. And well, you can see that in your map in your hard copy Bible. And, um, I, I actually, we both saw this video. They showed it at work one time mm-hmm. where a guy took a journey to, yeah. uh, Scotland or Scott, yeah, Scotland and was doing ministry over there. And, they told him to just get involved in the community and mm-hmm. it was a very small area. And the guy that he shared Jesus with came to faith because he realized that Jesus couldn't have made it up mm. because, uh, he thought Jesus was going into big towns mm-hmm. and claiming one thing and then going and living another place. But when he was showed the map where the small area and the small towns, it was, yeah, he himself knew what it's like to be in a small town and reputations in a small town. Yeah, the and locals know you. They'll know you and instantly came to faith because the the history of this guy couldn't have made it up. Yeah. Otherwise, people would have known it was baloney. Yeah, I knew that kid. Yeah. And of course, they he did get that too in his hometown of Nazareth. That's true. One, one of the Gospels shares that he was led to a cliff because they wanted to throw him off. Yeah. Because he got their feathers ruffled. Of course, he just slipped through the crowd. It was one of those moments. Where would he go? Yeah, where would he go? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a a lesson we have to learn daily, just like picking up our cross daily. And when we pick up that cross daily, which means dying to self, that means dying to 
what the world tells us the standards should be. Mm. I just recently read, um, it's fascinating, one of the most beautiful people in the world is Kim Kardashian, in my opinion. She's just lovely. But it's just so sad. I read this article where she has not felt like she's been able to dress herself for years. Oh, okay. And she would yeah. always get the op- opinion of her former husband, Kanye West, in terms of like, what do you think I should wear? And she felt really, I don't know, just skittish about it all. You're thinking, here's this person who seems to have everything aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And yet she's got these insecurities. And it just, it goes to show you, <laughs> she's comparing herself to, I don't know what. It, well, I have always, you know? especially in the last few years, the grass is always greener. And mm-hmm. you think if you go work for an Apple uh, or a Google or a mega church that you maybe in your area, like man, they got it together. Like they, they got it mm-hmm. together. And my now rule is, are there people in that building? Yeah. Then it's messed up. I guarantee you, you go into Apple or Google, there's somebody in there that is saying, well, it's just how we all, how we've always done it mm-hmm. so, or, or, or toxic or some like you think that it's going to, you compare to a point where the other side is perfection yes. and they don't struggle with any big problems, maybe little inconveniences here and there. And then you get there maybe, and, or you just hear it from somebody and it's messed up too. And the way that Jesus uh, would try to kind of help the crowds to understand the significance of the inside and not what's happening on the outside, even when he addressed the the teachers that were surrounding them, um, he, he talked about them being whitewashed tombs, which looked mm. really nice on the outside. On the inside, they're filled with dead man's bones. Mm. Or when the rich young ruler comes along and wants to be a part of what's going on with Jesus and his ministry. And he says, I'll tell you what, sell everything you have and come and follow me because he could see what was in this young man's heart. And he walks away sadly because he had a lot of money. And Jesus said, it's really difficult for a rich man to get into heaven. Because it's hard to let go of the stuff on the outside, the materialistic stuff, the stuff that we can see, the tangible stuff, and release it over for the peace of Jesus, for, for, for God's peace to set in. And then it was like, I think it was a staggering thought when he shared that because they thought, well, if they can't get in, then who can't? Mm-hmm. Because whatever standards you set, maybe it was before Jesus or maybe even presently, you see that person that you do look longingly at, like, I wish I was where they are. Yeah. Think about the words of Jesus and apply it to that situation. We don't know their story, and they may be having a very difficult time. And the point of it being is the people that look like they have it all together on the outside could really be struggling, and that's not even the point. You're not supposed to be thinking about them at all. The point is, where is your heart? Does it lie in me? Because that's where your treasure, your where your heart is, your treasure will be. Do you remember that guy we talked to? He was so wise. He said, I'm convinced that if we were able to trade problems, mm-hmm. like we all sat down at a table and we talked and I could give you mine or you could give me yours. I'm convinced that after hearing, you know, you get a little little pep talk about what the troubles are. Yeah. I would pick my problems back up yeah. and leave. Yeah. Because I'm equipped. I'm <laughs> used to them. Yes! Uh, I'm whatever. But you see what other people go through, you know, when 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 people are being vulnerable and you go, whoa, okay. Yeah. Didn't even know, you know, Kim Kardashian didn't even know that that all came along with that. You know, that that rap song, Mo yeah. Money, Mo Problems. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a whole issue there. And certainly that warning from Jesus, like it it can be th- that can be viewed as a relief that you're not rich. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to deal with that type of problem. Yeah. 
So I, I, I'm glad you brought up comparison. It's something we always need to keep checking ourselves on. Sure. Well, and, and one, Lord, don't let that become an idol in my life. One big part of that that we also got a chance to talk about this week is the comparison of from kind of the other angle. I'm better than you. And it's not necessarily <laughs> yeah. at times even promoting yourself. It's it's those people in your life that are awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember a boss that stole stuff from me, mm. a boss that the first day he told me he's a Christian. Mm. And I didn't. Fortunately, this was not a Christian company. Uh, that would have been really bad. But um, told me he's a Christian. And then the way he talked and what he stole, like, I don't see the fruit, you know, just quite, quite bluntly. But there are some people that have done even worse mm-hmm. in people's lives. I mean, abusers. I mean, you yeah. think of the worst of the worst. And it's really hard to be happy for them when they quote, find God. Yeah. If they've hurt you, because you, you've heard that from friends or movies or reality shows. Oh, he found God now. Yeah, okay. And, and you aren't happy because they could be faking a change. I mean, there's all that, but also if he really did, or she really did find forgiveness, how was that fair? And I know you heard from Max Lucado, uh, the the pastor and author, yeah. on, on a great story about that. Uh, he was asked to the bedside of a gentleman who apparently had been a scallywag his whole life. I like that. I like that. Actually, word. Lucado used the words scoundrel. Scoundrel. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Which just he said things that this man did that Hugh Hefner would have blushed mm. about. Mm. And he's called in at a hospital room. And M- Max, he asks him some pretty heavy hitter questions making sure that spiritually he really knows what he, it's not just like a, Hey, get out of hell free card. You know? Yeah. That he's serious and he's serious. Genuine faith. Right. And discovers that he is. And I, apparently, um, they pray together. This man comes to know who Jesus is and accepts him as savior. And Max admitted to walking out of that hospital room, frustrated Lord, that's too easy. Hmm. It's too easy. That guy has lived wrong all of his life. And I'm sure he did some comparison to his own life. I would have been. Yeah. Here I have. I, clearly, I've messed up from time to time, but I've been trying to walk in line with what you want me to do in my life. You know, I've been trying to seek you. And here, what this guy is the 11th hour. Yeah. And he's allowed to, to get in on the, maybe even the tailcoats of me. <laughs> well, of course, Max isn't, isn't in heaven yet. But you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, sure. By because I was there with him or whatever we may go through in those moments. But he was sharing this story and he also shared the parable that Jesus told us about the gentleman who goes out and he hires some people to work for him in the Mm -hmm. early parts of the day. And he says, Hey, I'll give you a dollar if you come and work and work my vineyard. Okay. These are early morning birds. They get out there and they start working, but they agreed to the, the terms. He goes out a couple hours later, hires some more people. A couple hours after that, one hour before it's quitting time, he hires even more people. And then when it comes quitting time, he comes out to pay all the vineyard workers. And they see the guys that had just been working there for an hour get paid a dollar. I'm making a lot more money now. I was I was here before all y'all. Mm-hmm. And so he can, proceeds then to give, uh, if you know the parable, he gives that one dollar payment out to everybody was there no matter when they got there. He gave the same amount and the workers were frustrated. This isn't fair. But you agreed to these terms. And why should it bother you what I choose to do with my money? Yeah. 
And it's like, oh, that hits you square between the eyes when you when you put that right next to a story, like maybe you're struggling with that one person and you see that they're slowly coming to a place in Jesus and you're that that Christ-centered part of you is happy about that because you don't want people to go to hell. Mm-hmm. But there's that part of you also. It's like you want them to get theirs in a way. Yeah. And, and, I always at least had my relationship with God over them, you know, or whatever it is. But God, what, you were jealous of. I think what you're what what the parable is saying is God can do what He wants with His grace. Yes. And He's obviously done that for all humanity, those yes. that are willing to accept it. And it really is. I mean, it's twofold. It is the prodigal son story as well, mm-hmm. where if you are a a faithful person a person that is at least doing their best, whether you consider yourself to be the, best, the quote, best Christian or not, you're doing better than the, this difficult, awful person that we've been talking about. And the prodigal son story, where if you're the faithful person, then you are the older brother in the story. Mm-hmm. And of course, as we all know, the story goes, or, or if, you know, a lot of people know, maybe you've heard it before, maybe you haven't, but uh, a dad has two sons. He has inheritance, you know, I mean, ready for him. They're adults. The younger son in foolishness says, give me my half now. Before he dies. Before you die, which is very disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving. And so he, father gives him the inheritance. He goes and blows it on terrible things. And he realizes his error. He comes back just to ask for a job. Yeah, I'll be your servant. And the dad doesn't even hear him. Mm-hmm. He says, go get the finest ring. Go get the, the robe. Go kill the fatted calf. My son has come back. And that's always been a good story of encouragement for when we've lost our way mm-hmm. and come back to God or obviously come to him for the first time because he was lost and now is found. Yeah. We've all gone through that moment if we're believers in Jesus as the younger son. But then we get to a point where now we're the older son because the older son hears something going on, asks what's happening. Your brothers come home and we're going to have a big celebration. Yeah. And the older brother won't go inside the celebration because he's mad. Dad comes out. What's going on? You know, I've been here faithfully this whole time. And you never even once, uh, just once offered to kill a goat. So the way I could celebrate with my friends. And yet this son of yours, this son of yours that blew his money on, quite frankly, prostitutes and gambling and who knows what all comes back home and you celebrate him. Yeah. Can you imagine if that had Happened yeah. today. Oh my gosh. Oh, how how it's the jealousy children. that's there. Yeah. And the father says, You have been here this whole time. And and basically I'm happy. But your brother was lost and is now home. And we don't know if the older brother went inside that celebration or not. Mm-hmm. But I want to go in. Yeah. I, do. I don't want to protest a celebration that God is hosting. I want to partner in somebody's victory through Christ. I would say the older brother was justified according to our standards uh-huh. to be frustrated because he even brings up the point. I have always been faithful here and you haven't so much as given a small get together party, thrown it for my friends. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. And you're doing all of this. So if you got this on Reddit, reddit.com and you put it up there, Hey, am I being crazy? <laughs> my dad crazy. threw this party for, Right. I guarantee you, like ninety nine percent of the people would be like, "Your dad is, is the worst." Wrong. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. So, Je- what Jesus was saying was radical then, just as it is now. Mm. 
And it's really important for me to recognize that I don't live by this world standards. I'm to live by God's. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's, quote, fair. He is a just God. That is what you were saying, because I think that cliche phrase sometimes is hard. And you explained it well, but this is a good example of it. Yeah. Pick up my cross daily, die to myself. Christian things that people say. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah. This is what it means. Yeah, this is what it means. Because yeah. Jesus went through actual crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And so you look at the the hell that he went through, and I'm reading that in Luke right now, and just the horrible execution that it was to be crucified. Yeah. Um, he went through the process of allowing himself as a deity, <laughs> as the son of God, to die a horrific, one of those that, you know, you think about the worst horror movies that have ever existed. I mean, this is, this is, from the imagination of the Romans who knew how to torture yeah. well. Um, that's what Jesus went through for you and for me. Why? To die a death he did not deserve because we deserve death. And so when we are asked in Scripture to pick up our cross and follow after him, it is to deny our right to, quote, what everybody else would say is fair. Yeah. Was it fair that Jesus was crucified for, for my sake? No. But it served justice because God says something has to cover the sin of the world. And there is there's power in life in the blood. And yeah. we've seen that symbolism. If you read from the Old Testament to the New, powerful symbolism displayed life in the blood that will cover the sin. And it's it with Jesus's death. It's the last time it has to be a thing because he is the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. So there's this powerful symbolism there. And so, yeah, connected to something that maybe you can is no longer symbolic, but it's relatable to your world right now. Like what we're trying to do with Reddit.com or whatever it well, is and go, wow, this does imply this applies to me right now. It's the things that, you know, dying to ourselves daily that. There are things in the world that everybody knows is wrong mm-hmm. and they know that because the Bible talks about general revelation. So. Everybody knows murder's wrong. Everybody knows cheating on your spouse is wrong. You know, but then there are some things that have really, pe- it's gotten away from people and people don't see it automatically as wrong. Getting drunk, looking at pornography necessarily, mm-hmm. right? Now, about half the world probably doesn't think it's wrong at all. I think more than half probably doesn't I, I, think it's wrong. You're probably right. It's celebrated in some ways, in, in, in the, so- the sitcoms and such. In the right way. If your spouse is okay with it, you know, then yeah, then whatever. You yeah. know, you're fine. You're fine. And there, are the those are these types of things. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to you go to work, you get get it uh, out at five o'clock, and you all go get drunk together. Like, and then you just show back up Monday and you work, and nobody thinks that's wrong. But that's the type of thing that you give up because you die to yourself daily. The things that the Bible says: here's how to live. It's interesting. I so I'm reading through Judges, which um, recently I read this from a blog on the BibleProject.com. It said, don't read through the book of Judges. If you look at the Bible as something that fell from heaven, manna from heaven, and you do not take it at the place of what the author's intent was. Mm -hmm. See, we have God's word in front of us. This is the intent, though, behind his word. It is not for you to read through Judges and think, I can find amazing examples here to live by. It's for you to see how sad the stuff that went on that happened. You have some glimpses here and there with um, Samson a little bit. There's some maybe some moments of strength. 
literally he's strong. Mm -hmm. But the guy was he was a scallywag. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, a scoundrel. Go back to scallywag. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, Deborah, she was this lady judge who was a prophetess, and she did have strong faith. So there was some good stuff in there. Gideon had some glimmers, but man, he built an idol at the end of the day. And they all started worshiping that. It's like, so you hear about put out a fleece like Gideon. I've heard that all my life. And then I read the story of Gideon. It's like this this guy had, he struggled believing God. Right. He struggled. Yeah. Well, which, he'd, already, he'd already got an answer from God, right? And he'd then, already gotten an answer from oh, God. Just to make sure though. Yeah. I want to do it to make, make the fleece wet. Don't make the fleece wet. Even God can see that he's struggling with belief because he allows, he, hey, you're going to defeat this huge army, but if you still don't believe me, then sneak on down into the camp and you're going to overhear some stuff. It'll make you feel better about it. Mm. And so Gideon's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> still can't take him at his word. And uh, I, and that, look, I can look my nose down at Gideon all day long and try, I, don't compare yourself because I go. will find myself go. moments of Gideon in my life uh -huh. all day. I will find those moments where I have not trusted and leaned on his understanding instead of my own. I absolutely will. So you look at the book of Judges and you look at it as a, um, I, the comparison was made as like a, uh, when you read Greek literature, they were very accustomed to sharing these horrific tales. And we just spewed them out. You know, the Greeks would just spew them out one after another. There was no happy ending. No huge resolve like we've come to appreciate in Western culture. Mm -hmm. We want a happy ending, right. right? And they live happily ever after. Even <laughs> if it's fake, give me my resolve. Right. You know Cinderella and the prince fought after that. They had a spat about, yeah. you know, the air conditioning or something. Those but, dumb yeah. glass slippers, you wear them everywhere. <laughs> and, they, and they hurt your feet and right. you complain about it all the time. <laughs> and you left the seat up again. <laughs> the royal throne. Yeah. <laughs> But so the book of Judges is a lot like that. And I heard the comparison made to the show Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. This is meant to show you when you read through the book of Judges how it didn't get better. Mm -hmm. It just got worse. Yeah. And so at the very beginning and that spoiler alert, if you don't know anything about the show Breaking Bad, it's essentially about a gentleman who discovers he has cancer. He's a teacher, a chemist teacher, and he feels like he's going to leave his family without anything. But he does know this kid in, in his classroom setting that sells drugs. I could probably start cooking my own stuff mm -hmm. and sell it. And one justification leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to full-blown, like this guy is so blind by the end of the show. Blinded by his own failings and sin. Pride. It's a morality tale. Mm -hmm. It's a parable, really. And I, I feel like that's kind of the book of Judges. You see it get from bad too worse and people just get more and more and more in their own sin everybody doing that which they thought was right in their own eyes which is kind of sounding a little bit like where we're at right now yeah that's what i was thinking so right now i, just, I read through the story we've shared this before on podcasts where this guy um he's he's caught up in the spirit of god latches onto him to defeat this army that's coming against Israel and he's going to take him on. And he's actually like the son of a concubine and he shouldn't have full rights to anything. Anyway, long story short, God gives him what he needs, the strength to do what he needs to do. And he knows he's on it. 
But then he does this thing where he makes this crazy promise that God never asked for. And you may know the story well. He promises, I will sacrifice to you, God, if you allow me to defeat this army that we're against. The first person that comes out to me after the victory is ours. I will sacrifice to you. God didn't ask for the sacrifice. Nope. At this point, I've already put my spirit on you. It's already done. You don't need to be making these crazy promises, but you best know that if you promise something to God, he's taking you at your word. Mm. And he didn't want this guy's promise. He didn't want it at all. And so, lo and behold, it's this little girl that comes out and greets him with her tambourine. Yay, daddy, you won. And he's devastated because it's his daughter. And God's like, see, didn't ask for that, did I? And we're always making these assumptions. We're always trying to, I think this is also kind of falls in line with um, us having to do stuff to gain grace. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have the great, his victory was a set done deal. What are you doing stuff? You're doing stuff in your own strength now. And look at where it's going to land you. Daughterless. Ah. I got a diagnosis, so I pray, God, if you heal me from this, I'll go to church for the rest of my life. Yeah, for those, yeah. It's, it's that type of thing. Yeah. And it's, it should be split. You can do both, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Pray. Mm-hmm. Pray for healing. But then also just separate from that, go to church. Yeah. God, I mean, he, God talks about, especially the New Testament, meeting together. I'm not saying you have to be there every Sunday. I'm not there every Sunday. But regularly meeting with believers is a good thing. It is a desired thing from God. Keep that as just a you follow in obedience. And I mean, that's what what they said. Jesus reiterates what the Old Testament said. I want your obedience, not your sacrifice. And to tie those together in my own promised way like this guy did is not what the Lord desires. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can go to him freely and ask for healing yeah. or for whatever. And and then I just, because I am in obedience, I go to church. God ultimately brought the sacrifice through Jesus for us, as we talked about earlier. And yeah. I made that connection this morning in my quiet time. I'm, I'm reading this story about this dad who has now put his daughter's life on the line unknowingly, but maybe in his own pride place. We get caught up in the drama of stuff. I don't want to get caught up in the, I want to get caught up in God's spirit and not in the drama that might be sometimes, it must have been an incredible feeling to know that God's spirit is on me for this purpose. I'm going to do this thing, but Lord, I don't want to go outside the lines. Don't, I don't want to color outside your lines. Mm. And, and then reading about the sacrifice of Jesus himself and then, wow, because God had planned all along that, yes, there will be a sacrifice. It's one that I will take care of. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's 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 stuff that makes you think. And uh, you hear about the boxes to check even there. He wants authenticity. So like if you have um, let's say you have a passion for food. Okay, let's say, Amen. okay, like cooking it. I'm not a good cook, so maybe this is a terrible um, illustration, but you, you think about it. I decide one day I am so passionate about cooking in the kitchen, and I'm already really good at it, and my my family really enjoys it. 
I want to just work out some of those little kinks here and there, those little things that, oh, I could learn to just dress at the plate that much more. Oh, you have a tip too. Oh, that's fantastic. I think that's how God wants our authentic desire for him. So that's the desire to, to, to cook in the kitchen, right? But then to um, be authentic in process and, and saying, now I would like, Lord, not because I think my salvation is based off of mm-hmm. how good I learned to cook from others or whatever, but now I, because I, I just want to know more. Yeah. I desire to know more. And there are steps in in the process of of getting to that place of knowing you more. So that might be a devotional book. It might be making sure that I read a chapter in the Bible every day. That might be, hey, having five minutes of quiet time in the morning, whatever it is, because I it's not because I'm checking a box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's I think the word was serve. I saw somebody say the other day mm -hmm. as believers in Jesus, we serve. Uh, from forgiveness, mm-hmm. not for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between those fancy words of justification and sanctification. There are religions that are working and studying and trying and striving and quali- hoping to get qualified for mm-hmm. God's forgiveness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because we have freely been given that forgiveness, yeah. then we, in fact, this is one of my favorite examples of religions that think you earn God's grace uh, instead of just knowing we got God's grace, that person from that religion stands on one side of the Grand Canyon and they try with everything they can. The only way they're going to the other side is by foot, right? Uh, or by a miracle. And so they, they think I have to run as fast as I can and jump as high as I can. And even though it's only going to be a few feet, yeah. uh, Jesus or whatever deity that they, they claim, uh, comes up in a helicopter Bruce Willis style and grabs him in midair and takes him to the other side and because, because they tried as hard as they could. And where we people who believe in Jesus simply walk to the edge Mm -hmm. and in faith know that Jesus is coming with that helicopter. We get in, we go the other side and in gratitude Mm -hmm. on the other side, we are serving, we are praying, we are studying, we are living it. That's beautiful. It also made me think of when you were bringing up the prodigal son on going back to that note about the 99 sheep that were left to go find the one. Yeah. We never talk about those sheep. That's true. We don't talk about them. We the talk 99. about the lost sheep. And I wonder if, if perhaps you've been in the fold for a long time and you're like, where did, maybe you don't feel the extra special attention of the, the shepherd, you know, uh, maybe you feel like, Oh, He's got time for that person over there. I mean, kind of going back to that idea. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the 99 sheep, when they stuck together, they knew where they were. They they were safe. They were home. Mm. And so perhaps leaning in on um, the body of Christ, yeah, leaning in on others when your faith is wavering, let them remind you about things that they've noticed in your walk with him and, and times where you had those incredible mountain type experiences in your faith or, or theirs um, that can help feed you in those moments where you feel like, oh, where did he go? Cause maybe uh, by the way, he, he never leaves us. It's just an analogy that Jesus used, right. To share that you were never so far gone that he won't come and search for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The shepherd, <laughs> sheep are not, the notoriously, they're not the smartest of creatures. So maybe we just need to look up. He's right there. <laughs> there. There is, I don't know if you've seen that video that went around a couple of years ago. A guy 
gets a sheep out of a ditch. Okay. I mean, is and he was kind of a thin, a really thin ditch. So he's struggling to get that sheep out. Finally, wriggles it out and puts it up back on the street. And he's about to climb out of the ditch. No. And that sheep jumps right back no! in. Yes. I was holy. You have to look that up. <laughs> um, one thing I haven't gotten to, um, and we haven't mentioned, we we love if you get a chance to uh, subscribe to hit, you know, leave a five star rating and review. And one what we haven't got to read, I just haven't got to. This was back in March. Uh, this person, Jay-Z to B, says on the Apple podcast, Rochelle and Carter have been helping me grow more quickly than I ever have before. Oh, my goodness. With Praise KSBJ God. and this podcast, I am quickly falling in love with Christ more deeply than ever before in my life. They are truly the hands and feet of Jesus and such a joy to listen to. From the stories, knowledge of scripture, and their lovely belly laughs, uh, <laughs> I have enjoyed every moment of listening time during my extremely long commute. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be convicted, you will find strength, and all you need to do is listen. So we we highly, highly appreciate. Wow, that was um, very kind. And really receive as much as we can, but we're just glad God is using, honestly, the things he's put in our lives. Like a lot yeah. of the stuff that we've just learned in the last week, uh, stories that people have shared with us, and we just get to relay those. And so. the encouragement. I don't know about your kids, you who are listening, because Ezra, your son, Carter, is too little mm -hmm. to read the comment section. My children don't necessarily watch the whole video on YouTube or in this case, they probably wouldn't listen to the whole podcast, but they'd read the comments. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so leaving a comment that knowingly might encourage somebody else, maybe they have a long commute. Whether or not they listen to our podcast may not even be the point, but just like, yeah. oh, I could fill my long commute with Jesus. Yeah. You have no idea what your words, your words have impact. Well, uh, and one thing um, that I have learned, we've had him on as a guest and I really enjoy Mike Winger's podcast. Mm -hmm. He does one called Bibli uh, Bible Thinker, uh, yeah. Learning to Think Biblically. And somebody has asked him the question, and this is because that's what made me think of it. Uh, it may not be our podcast, but it gets people thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, where somebody asked him, I just don't really like to read the Bible. I just get bored and I can't follow. And he said, well, why not listen to it? Yeah. Or yeah. why not? Or you're watching this, yeah. like we're studying scripture right now. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to, like to just get people kind of honestly creatively thinking about their quiet time, about it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I do think it should include scripture, but yeah. it, but in, in a literal reading, like put your AirPods in or, or listen to a person walking through a study, like just to get people thinking about um, if you, because they've been growing in their faith. Mm -hmm. So maybe it can spark somebody else to do the same thing. Yeah. And I would encourage you, if you are one of those people that are just frustrated with reading scripture, look, you're not alone. I've been there. There are still passages. I just got through Joshua and it's not all about defeating Jericho. Mm. There are some, it's like you're hearing maps <laughs> written out that, of areas that you have no idea where these are. So sure. I, I completely get it. But when you listen to like a podcast or have a tool that's right there next to you to help you kind of figure it out. Sure. sure. That can help you relate to what is being shared. Then it that's when you realize when people talk about God's word being alive. Yeah. It comes alive. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, that is very true. Start being able to link the Old Testament to the new and seeing that Jesus is fulfilling that scripture. You're like, yes. Yeah. And then you can talk about it with people who don't necessarily know. Rochelle is the only person I've seen react to scripture and the the Paul trailer. Remember they did the Paul movie? I remember your reaction to that. She reacts like that, like people reacted in theaters at Avengers Endgame. So it's pretty awesome. We have a lot of fun and we'd love to see you next week too.